saw you go out, and she didn't hear anyone go up the stairs. He jimmied open your kitchen window. I put the shopping basket on the table. Then I went and looked at the window, which was open about two feet. The white paint was scratched. You could do it with a jackknife, he said. You should get those safety locks. He heard us coming and went back out through the window. Did he take anything? I said. You'll have to tell us that, said the older one. The younger one looked uneasy. We don't think he was a burglar, he said. He made himself a cup of Ovaltine. He was just waiting for you, I guess. There was a cup on the table, half full of something light brown. I felt sick. Someone I didn't know had been in my kitchen, opening my refrigerator and my cupboards, humming to himself, maybe, as if he lived there, as if he was an intimate. What for? I said. The older one stood up. He took up a lot of space in the kitchen. Take a look, he said, pleased with himself, in charge. He had a present he'd been saving up. He walked past me into the living room and then into the bedroom. I was glad I'd made the bed that morning. Lately, I hadn't always. There was a length of rope coiled neatly on the quilt. It wasn't any special kind of rope. There was nothing lurid about it. It was off-white and medium-thick. It could have been a clothesline. All I could think of was a game we used to play, detective or clue, something like that. You had to guess three things, Mr. Green in the conservatory with a pipe wrench, Miss Plum in the kitchen with a knife. Only I couldn't remember whether the name in the envelope was supposed to be the murderers or the victims. Miss Wilford in the bedroom with a rope. He was just waiting for you the younger one said behind me. Drink in his Ovaltine, the big one said. He smiled down at me, watching my face, almost delighted, like an adult who's just said, I told you so, to some rash child with a skin knee. So you were lucky, the younger one said. He came past me and picked up the rope, carefully, as if it had germs. I could see now that he was older than I'd thought. He had anxious puckers around the eyes. The big one opened the closet door casually, as if he had every right. Two of Jake's suits were still hanging there. You live alone, that right? The big one said. I said yes. These your pictures? The big one said, grinning. No, I said. They belong to a friend of mine. The pictures were Jake's. He was supposed to take them away. Quite a friend, said the big one. He must have been watching you for a while, said the young one. He must have known when you get home. Any idea who it might be? No, I said. I wanted to sit down. I thought of asking them if they wanted a beer. Some nut, the big one said. If you knew what was walking around loose out there, you'd never go out. You close the curtains in the bathroom when you take a shower? There aren't any curtains in the bathroom, I said. There aren't any windows. You close the curtains when you get dressed at night? Yes, I said. He'll be back, the young one said. That kind always comes back. The big one wouldn't let up. You have men over here a lot? Different men? He wanted it to be my fault, just a little. Some indiscretion, some provocation. Next, he would start lecturing me about locks, about living alone, about safety. I close the curtains, I said. I don't have men over. I turn out the lights. I get undressed by myself. 
in the dark. The big one smirked at me. He knew about single women, and suddenly I was angry. I unbuttoned my blouse and pulled my left arm out of the sleeve and dropped the slip strap over my shoulder. What in the hell are you doing? The big one said. I want you to believe me, I said. There's a two-hour stopover in Barbados, or so they tell her. Rennie finds the women's washroom in the new Muzak Slick Airport and changes from her heavy clothes to a cotton dress. She examines her face in the mirror, checking for signs. In fact, she looks quite well. She looks normal. Her dress is a washed-out blue. Her face isn't too pale. She wears only enough makeup so it won't seem peculiar, a leftover hippie or a Plymouth Brethren or something like that. This is the effect she aims for, neutrality. She needs it for her work, as she used to tell Jake. Invisibility.